0: You're listening to The Science of Superpowers with Tonya Dawn Reklar. Listen here, read the book, and dive into the experience.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Science of Superpowers. I'm so delighted that you've joined us here today. We're in for a really, really great treat today. We're going to have this beautiful conversation about a concept that's so incredibly near and dear to my heart, and and I'm and I'm passionate and adamant both about being really transparent about what happened here to create this network and this this amazing mm-hmm. business model slash universe slash multiverse slash living breathing organism that we get to play in in the superpower world, and because because without giving credit to the fact that this was completely guided. Um, that it was an incredible walk of faith, that there was a lot of forging that happened along the way. There was a lot of uh, seriously, you know, get somebody else conversations that happened to, to an entity that I, I refer to as God. And that's the relationship that I have with it. Um, but over the years, you know, we've talked to thousands of people who've had these interactions and not everyone refers to it that way. And so part of the guidance was to bring everyone into the same conversation. And in order to do that, we have to be willing to at least exercise um, a suspension of our disbelief that would allow us to say, maybe we're all talking about the same thing. Maybe we're having shared experiences, but because we put them in our own constructs and frameworks, they seem to be um, separate or they seem to be diametrically opposed. We see this mimicked in the intimate connections that we have with people. When we stop believing of ourselves and identifying as, Separate bodies. The same is true when we look out into the macro kind of cosmic levels. And so, we're talking today about lit up leadership, and and, and we can encapsulate that in so many different worlds. But if you look at spiritual texts, philosophical texts, texts, um, all of the leadership texts throughout history, that there's there in the really really good ones, the ones that have stood the test of time, there's a common thread, and there it, it's around guidance. It's around where do you get your Leadership from, you know, what are you leaning into to help establish that? And so we're talking today with John Fancher. He and Perry Marshall wrote a book all about memos from the head office. And I love this concept, and we're going to dive into it with him. Um, And but John is a writer, business consultant, a musician, and part time pastor. And so you see this like culmination of um, spaces. The, these bridging areas. And now, of course, he's working in, in, the, in, in Planet Perry over there. And, and, and so that's got its own exponential outreach. Um, and we can start to see where these lit up threads interconnect with each other. And so this is another one of those conversations, folks, to so sit back, relax, and get ready to enjoy the ride. John, thank you so much for joining us today.
0: Thank you for having me, Tony. It's a pleasure to be here.
1: Uh, well, we're so glad you are. Uh, we're going to start you with our question of what are your superpowers and how are you using them for good?
0: <laughs> what are my superpowers? Well, I suppose it would be uh, uh, writing. That's what I do most. I uh, I spend all my day writing a lot, marketing material. I also write songs. I also write poetry. And um, so that's the main thing that I do most and have done since, you know, basically since I could write (laughs) is I've spent most of my time reading and writing. Um, And uh, but I guess on a little deeper level, I would say a superpower of mine is uh, interpreting. So I think, Mm -hmm. I think I have a good strength of, you know, you know, uh, like there's a, a theory or a concept that I'm trying to explain. And I think I'm, I have a superpower of coming up with, you know, metaphors or stories, or just ways of interpreting things in, you know, simple, easy to understand terms. Um, You know, one of the things I think that, that people don't understand about writing and marketing writing, at least the ones who are not writers, is that the you know, the the, the simpler you can write and the simpler you can make it, the the easier it is to understand for people. So, (laughs) the ability to take, you know, a, a fairly complex idea and explain it in really simple, almost fifth grade level terms is really important in what I do. I mean, I'm trying to do that every single day we i even have a grade level thing that i run copy through sometimes and i go okay well that says it's at a 10th grade level so i need to i need to revise that mm-hmm. but that doesn't happen to me very often anymore because i just it like <laughs> at a lower level um because i try to keep things very simple but yeah i think interpreting is one and as far as how are we using it for good or how am i using it for good um well i think you know the the book is an obvious one I mean, one of the things that Perry and I are trying to do with this book, Memos from the Head Office, channeling the muse in business and in life, is to set up, you know, sort of establish a demilitarized zone around this concept of like hearing from the, we call it the head office and we call it the head office for a very, (laughs) very specific reason, Um, But, you know, some people, as you mentioned earlier, some people call it God, some people call it the higher power, some people call it the universe, some people, you know, call it have different names for it. And I think, you know, on a lot of with a lot of issues that are important or controversial, you have two sides, just basically throwing rocks at each other and not listening to each other and not trying to find a common ground. And I think that's what we're trying to do with this book is find a common ground where we can go, hey, you know, this isn't you don't have to be a, uh, you know, a, a sort of mushy headed uh, person who believes in magic and has no logic and, no, <laughs> you know, no rational thought processes to believe this stuff. And you can also believe it if you are a very rational Uh, person um, that we, you know, we try to give scientific evidence for this stuff and we tell stories about it. And we're, so basically we're trying to go, you know, know, I think, I think Perry and I once said, you know, we're trying to offend uh, atheists as much as we're trying to offend Christians as much as atheists. (laughs) Now we weren't really trying to offend them, but, but the point is still the same. It's like, we're, we're, we're trying to make this a safe space for, like people in the middle who are interested Mm -hmm. in the topic of hearing from the universe, but are a little put off by the extreme sides, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense.
1: Of course. Yeah. A big part of it. We, we, we attract a lot of people who've had experiences, particularly with religious doctrine or dogma and, and are not interested in, in hearing about God or church or anything, but have, are having these undeniable experiences. And, and it's important that we're willing to see beyond constructs that were created before we were at the level of awareness we're at now. Uh, yeah. Part of the game is to continually evolve, and that means we have to be willing to evolve the vernacular, the yeah. frameworks, everything else. And we're going to jump to a quick break when we come back. I'm going to touch on a point that you mentioned here, um, folks. Obviously, you're not going to want to miss the rest of this conversation. We're going to dive into wh- how you follow that, right? How do you h- how do you know who you're listening to? Like, what it, how do you know when it's, 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 it's guidance and how do you know when it's, it's your ego or your fear kind of taking hold We're we're going to touch into some of those when we come back from this break, before we do, John, where should we send people to find out more about you?
0: Oh, um, find out about me. Well, I would just t- send them to perrymarshall.com. Perfect. That's Perfect. You can see I- all things yeah. planet
1: Perry there.
0: That's right. That's the world I exist in.
1: Perfect. And we'll have a link to that on the episode page, folks, stay with us. We will be right back. We're talking today with John Fancher about lit-up leadership. Don't miss it. Hello, I'm Tonya Don Rekla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts and creator of the Superpower Network. Welcome and thank you for making us your go-to place for inspired content, training, and community. The network is so much more than a place for amazing content. It's step one on the path to unlock your superpowers. Listen to one episode daily on the Superpower Network and attune yourself to inspired conversations, higher vibrational living, and much, much more. In step two, you learn with us by watching one of our inspirational videos each week from the IM series. And when you're ready, come grow in community. Our superpower programs offer a unique experience for those ready to harness their superpowers to change themselves, their lives, and ultimately, the world. Go to SuperpowerExperts.com and take the next step on your path today. Awesome, we're back. You're listening to the Science of Superpowers. We're talking today with John Fanter about lit up leadership. And before the break, uh, John, you were talking about the simplification of things and really making sure we're distilling it down. And it was I was reminded of a class I was in in grad school. Um, I was in a master's program with predominantly PhD students, and we'd had a reading a reading materials of philosophy, kind of um, more of one of the more abstract sort of texts that we were looking at. And we came back to discuss it and. And as we were discussing it, a lot of the, the, the PhD students were regurgitating this information over and over and over again. And, and and I'd asked a question. I'm like, I get it. Like I read the material, like you regurgitating, regurgitating, it doesn't really help. Like we have to be able to explain this stuff to a three-year-old, right? Like, otherwise, do we really get it? Do we really understand? And and it, it prompted this whole dialogue of like, what are we really doing? And I think a lot of times in the in the academic circles, keeping it at the theories, mm-hmm. you know, you know, is, is, is kind of a place And Perry. And I talked about that on, on our last conversation about, you know, in, 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 in engineering, like if, the, if it doesn't work, right. The theory flawed. But it's so, so really we've, we've known this stuff. I had Dean Radin on the show. and We talked about, you know, I asked him, you know, when is it, how, what are we waiting for? Like, when are we really going to step into what we already know to be true? Like we've debunked Newtonian physics decades ago. And we still operate as if, as if things are solid and that we're separate beings. Like, when are we going to actually put these things into action and why aren't we? And so we, you know, we discussed some of the conspiracy theories around that, but, but ultimately it's a choice, right? We, we, we have to choose. And so, so part of the question around how do you know who's talking to you or what you're hearing or what you're being guided by and, and, and are you being guided or is it just a, you know, some of us have really, really, really smart, Personas, our humans are super brilliant, and they're really good at manipulating things. And so, you know, how do you really kind of guide that? And and in our space, we 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 talk about following the light, right? You you there's a lit up path that is easy to follow, where you hear the guidance, where you know the guidance, where you get the affirmations and the gentle course corrections. If you can continue to stay in that trajectory, how, how are you all? What is your vernacular? How are you all guiding people into like? How do you really hone the ability to listen? to something coming from the head office?
0: Well, I think that's two separate, or not separate, but two different things. One is, how do you know, right, that what you're hearing is, you know, something you should listen to? Uh, or you know, how do you know what you're hearing or who you're hearing from? And then the other part of that is, uh, how, do you, how do you do more of that? Or how do you hear better, right? Or how, so in our book, we talk about getting memos from the head office um and for those who don't know Perry Marshall is you know his, he has a lot of different things going on but one of the <laughs> things he's most known for is he's a business consultant so s- putting it in terms of memos from the head office makes sense to his business tribe right that's terminology that they use and it's non-religious and, and um <clears throat> so that that's why we use memos from the head office but as far as how do you know that what you're hearing is you know something you should be listening to, or like that. We both, Perry and I, come from uh, the Christian tradition, so we use that terminology to talk about this stuff a lot. Um, but the book isn't necessarily for Christians; it's for you know anyone uh, who's interested in getting more memos from the head office. It's just that that's the tradition we come from, right? So that's our language, and that's how we how we talk about it. But you know, in the book, do you mind if I read a passage from the book? Absolutely not. Go ahead. Because it's basically, what does it sound like? And it's like, uh, another way to recognize God's voice is to determine whether messages sound like something God would say. St. Paul said, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So if the voice inside your head is resentful and not loving, dark and judgmental instead of joyful, angry instead of peaceful, temperamental instead of patient, mean-spirited and not kind, bitter instead of good, disloyal instead of faithful, harsh instead of gentle, erratic, impulsive instead of self-controlled, then you can know it's not God who's talking to you. So that's one of the ways I think you can know whether what you're hearing mm-hmm. from yourself or from the benevolent you know, universe or higher power or from, yeah, or just from some, you know, as some traditions might think uh, a, a darker force <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that might be at yeah. work.
1: And, well, and that's a good distinction. And I think it's important to note too, folks, If the idea of God or or the universe or the cosmos or spirit or whatever, it just seems a little far fresh for you or out of reach. Mm-hmm. You can always kind of bring it in a little bit and say, okay, what about the highest aspect of you? And mm-hmm. we, we, we all have experienced right. being, the bigness and brilliance of ourselves where we feel love and we feel loved and we we know that we did a good thing and we feel really in our wholeness you can tap back into that and and that's better than you know the alternative perspectives in the sense of when you're having trouble really placing like i don't know that i know who i am or yeah. what i believe about how we all came to be or 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 how the world got created like those are big like questions that they're worth the pursuit of the journey, um, no need to rush that, right? Like, like keeping those questions open is is, is a beautiful way to walk this path.
0: Yeah, I would say that it, you can apply that to. Yeah, if you just want to, if you just want to call it the subconscious, you know, that's okay. <laughs> you can call it the subconscious. We're fine with that too. And you can ask those same questions: Is your subconscious talking to you in these ways? Well, if it is. Talking in ways that are not joyful, peaceful, self-controlled, etc., then that's not the highest of your your uh, subconscious. <laughs> you know, that's the that's yeah. The dark, that's a great way to lower. look at it.
1: Yeah. yeah, that's very beautiful. We we delineate for those of you who kind of are, are are seeing beyond that space. You know, we often delineate between this you know subconscious and the super conscious and mm-hmm. and tapping into those spaces. But folks, you got to meet this stuff wherever you're at. I think it's easy. Part of that um, demilitarization concept of, you know, you're, you're speaking that, you know, as a, as a army vet and a former counterintelligence agent is like, I, I, that concept really brings true in the sense that we are creating battlegrounds and there, it, you have to remember folks, there's an, there's no winning there. Nobody wins. The purpose of those battlegrounds is, is to battle. That's what they're designed for. And so jump in if you want to, I think it was Elon Musk who said, you know, Twitter's a war zone, you know, like mm-hmm. you're get in or get out, but, but that's what's going to happen. Like they are designed to be exactly that they are volatile. They're meant to create friction. And in some ways they serve a purpose toward that end, but we have to be really clear on what they are and what they are not. Nobody's um, nobody's going to those spaces to be convinced of a new idea, right? right? That's not the point. And so, so, and they don't foster that sort of dialogue, which again is fine. As long as we know what they are and what they are not when we lean into really fostering dialogue and being willing to say, yeah, look, this is really how I see things, but I'm at least willing to entertain that there may be another perspective. Right. right? And that, that my experiences and my beliefs and 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 all of that compile to create this vision of the world that I had, I would, you know, in 96, I was teaching this stuff as an undergrad to um, professors and staff at Arizona state university, because we'd had such upheaval in the, um, kind of what I would call intergroup conflicts, but but really, you know, race relations were were really um, heightened there. And there were just a lot of this stuff that we saw come up through the pandemic. And, you know, we go through these cycles where we rip those band-aids off and it's worth taking a look at how are we going to proceed forward together Mm -hmm. from these places. And everything we saw last year showed us where all the cracks in the foundations are. And we can, we can try to, you know, put another band-aid on them, or we can get real about how those got created, how we continue to contribute to them and what we can do to move beyond them. And I think that that's really the work that this book serves and, and the spaces that you all are sitting in, which is why Perry and I think orbit around each other a lot is is, is we got similar messages, right? Like like do this work in, in our way, in our spaces. Um, and those are the people that, that, that we attract here. John, what was your walk with that? How did you come to um, say, so, you know, this is where I'm going to, I'm going to throw my hat in, into this. Like, what was your process with that?
0: Um, throw my hat into what exactly Doing this,
1: this walk of the, the transformative walk of, of, of being all about this, this, this evolutionary kind of awareness that we are bigger than what we were previously giving ourselves credit for.
0: Well, Hmm. I think that, uh, uh, well, for a lot of reasons, and I could go into uh, many of them, but I think the older I get, the more I realize how much I do not know, and the the more I realize that the um, that true wisdom starts in humility. It starts with 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 saying I don't know. Mm. Um, I think the minute we start saying that we know everything or that we know that it looks this way, or that we know that it needs to go by this name, or it needs to follow these rules. And (laughs) when we know that for sure, and everything else is wrong, then I think we become less and less wise and more and more foolish as Mm. we do that. Um, Beautiful. I think there's, um, I think there's even, I can't remember what the name of the like theory is or whatever, but it's something like when you don't know much about a subject, you're very confident about your knowledge.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. You if, at least know your limitations.
0: <laughs> if you, but if you're, you're very confident about what you know, when you know very little. So those people, the people who know the least are sort of like the loudest about what they know. And then the more you know and if you allow yourself to move up the curve, like the more basically what happens is the more you know, the less you think you know. The more <laughs> you know, the less less strident and confident you become about it. If you really allow yourself to go all the way and keep saying, I don't know, and I need to learn more, That's and I need right. to learn more and I need to learn more, your your quote, confidence goes down, but your wisdom goes way up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, the, well, I,
1: th- I think what it does is it redistributes where we place our confidence, because yeah. a lot of what we see is the deconstruction of placing our confidence in things that are fleeting and that fail over time. Yes. And and, it, and that's the breakdown that we started witnessing when we put our safety and security in the things of this world that the, we, we then and we identify as that it's like identifying as the body and the body dies, right? Well, that's why we fear death. When you no longer identify as a body, there's no need to fear death because you know beyond you live beyond that place you still get to be the body right the big fear is that we're going to disapparate you know and, and go into the ethers and not be able to be here and have the relationships that we want to have but it's quite the opposite um, and and that's this concept of lit up leadership when we're willing to let that light whatever we want to call it shine through us and impact um, the work that we do the relationships that we have then, then we get to experience a world that is lit up, and what, it it will change in front of your eyes, folks. You all of a sudden the greens are greener and the blues are bluer, and, and 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 there there's there's hearts and rainbows flying. You know, I'm getting off track, but but you it's there's just this added oomph to to the existence, just this layer of of kind of this ecstatic energy that that flavors everything in the most miraculous of ways, and and that's what we hunger for. And so, so the pursuit of that um, is nothing short of a, mirac- of a miraculous journey that, that results in our ability to understand each other, to, to, to own that space of like, wow, I don't, I don't totally understand this right now, but I trust in yeah. something that says, if I operate in faith, I will understand. I just don't get to not operate in faith until I understand, because then I never understand. There's stories that you only get to hear the ending if you choose to believe them. Um, and, and that's the walk. And yeah. so I love, I love what you all are doing over there. Um, the, um, the, the, the combo, the, the Perry, John combo, I can see the brilliance in it and the power. And, and I, I applaud you for stepping into that space and really, um, contributing your energy to it and your brilliance and your walk, because this is, this is, um, this is happening folks. And, and so, so check out what Perry and John are doing and, and, and the, the stones that they're turning over there and the, the, really the boundaries that they're pushing up against the limits, the perceived limits, that they're just kind of poking right through and and, and walk on that walk with them. If if their work resonates with you and, and that's of interest to you, make sure you check out Perrymarshall.com and you check out the book. We'll have a link to it on the episode page. John, final thoughts before we before we uh tune out for today.
0: Um well I would say the other the other thing that guides me or led me to, to do whatever it is that I'm doing here (laughs) with (laughs) with Perry and the different, different uh, things that I'm involved in is, um, the, the idea of non, non non-dual thinking, um, you know, the, I've always been sort of comfortable with mystery and paradox and, you know, grays gray areas and i think i think we we all need to be a little bit more comfortable with that stuff like so the book is all about you know mystery and how did this happen and where did where do these where how did these people get these 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 words or these directions or these instructions or these visions and um, you know, I think everything in our society wants us to think dualistically and they want us to think, okay, it's either right or it's wrong. It's either black or it's white. It's either heretical or it's, (laughs) or it's, or it's, or it's, um, you know, scriptural or it's this or it's that. Um, but I think we need more, um, we just need more love. I mean, uh, I, again, my tradition is Christian and, I one of the things I think that I, I know actually that Jesus did was there's all these rules and complexity and laws and right and wrong and black and white and it was very confusing and keeping people away, <laughs> keeping people away from you know the system had become optimized on the wrong variable let's say <laughs> you know, it's true and he came in and he said and he said uh, you know uh, two commandments love your neighbor love your neighbor oh, as yourself and love your God with all your heart and soul and mind. So love and That's love right. and that, that, that takes care of the entire law. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, so when you're faced with either, okay, when you're faced with a decision, like, Oh, I know this is right. And I'm going to make sure this person or this, whatever is, is, is judged accordingly. And we follow the laws. And you also have a choice of being loving and merciful. You better be really careful to choose. That's the side. <laughs>
1: beautiful. I have this vision of Jesus, like I gave you two, two things. There was two <laughs> things you had to do. Like, <laughs> I love that. Well, so beautiful, John. We're so glad you could join us today. And, and um, I'm delighted that that you're embarking on this, this beautiful journey that's going to unfold with this book and, um, and, and the people who need to hear that. And, and we wish you all the best of luck. Thank you for your walk. Well, thank you. This was great. I had a lot of fun. Thanks a lot. Oh, I'm, I'm so glad. And to all of you out there, we love you. We appreciate your loyalty. We know you're sharing this. Continue to share with those who are looking for hope, who who are ready to step into bigger conversations and, and are seeking the that 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 feel that they're not alone, that, that they're not crazy and that that we can hope for more. And it is worth it is worth the pursuit. And, and we we love that. And we love that you continue to give us the feedback of how. These episodes are touching your lives. Please continue to share them. Until next time, folks, take care of yourselves and take care of each other. We love you. Goodbye for now.
0: Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. Go now to SuperpowerExperts.com to unlock your superpowers and change your life today.